I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. I am. I'm just waiting for JD. She's she's a rock star, so she takes a little bit longer in the primping, you know. <laughs> but no I'm super happy to meet you. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, way back when I may have met you at the Conant Hotel for an LGBT thing that had like a whole bunch of stalls. And I re I feel like I remember seeing your clothes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've attended a lot of stuff. So yeah, probably. I believe, I believe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, when I saw the tweet, I'm like, that's, I know this company. Like I, I, I've heard of it. I yeah, feel like I know it. Been going for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. because this is going way back, like 2012 maybe? Oh, yeah, easily, yeah, because I started the company in uh, 2009. Wow, okay, wow, holy cow, yeah. um, that's that's amazing. I have to quickly send um, JD uh, another <laughs> another email, she's saying she didn't get it, but I'm, um, I'm so uh, impressed with what you've done. Um, oh, thank you. You know, it's uh, it's uh, been a challenge, <laughs> a real challenge. Has it really? I mean, I can imagine. I guess with the um, the pandemic, of course, everybody's had their challenges. But even going back uh, further, because the Butch Clothing Company, when you hear it, if you're not part of our community, you know, like at first of all, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to ring a bell. It's you know, it's going to like, it's going to trigger some people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what, what do they mean? They have to have their own clothing company, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But on top of that, within our community, I find that um, every once in a while, you get people that don't want the label. They don't want a label, you know, and yeah. that's changing with the non-binary and the pronouns oh. and all that stuff. And I'm not knocking it in any way, but I'm saying you got to constantly be adjusting. There she is. Constantly be adjusting. Let's, we'll let her in and get her thoughts on this too can you see me there you go okay. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> JD, that's Shaz. That's Shaz hey, nice to meet you. The company. Yes, how are you yeah really good thank you really good well it's very hot over here it's uh florida heat at the moment so it yeah. is it is and you know i gotta tell you i have people that come up to me when i whine and complain and whinge about the heat <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's I can't believe it. It's so hot. I'm gonna die. And they go, Aren't you from Florida? I know, right? And I go, Yeah, but they have air conditioning. Like even the outdoor cafes have misters and fans. So exactly we've just right. come back from Florida, but I actually lived in Florida for a year in uh in two uh, well mid two thousand to mid two thousand and one. Uh, I, I lived in Orlando, and um, so you, you know, know I. I always say, I always say, oh, it's Florida heat. It's Florida heat, you know. Florida, um, yeah. Or, 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 or more importantly, it's not Florida heat. 
you know it's like but yeah, now it is the difference is like with florida you got the humidity and over here if you just step in the shade it's like 10 degrees cooler you know yeah. whereas in florida yeah. stepping in the shade doesn't do you any good. although i've noticed i've noticed this week when you step out the car it's hits you like florida heat yeah you know? it's been bad it's been bad and next week worse yeah, we, we were, were just we were just in Florida actually uh, in April. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That reminded I was home me in uh, March. I was home in March. Yeah, we were we were March. Well, we went. We we're in the Caribbean and then in Florida. Oh god, yeah. It's a different. Yeah, definitely. A I call it the wet heat. It's a wet. Yeah. Heat. Are the shops are the shops air conditioned over there and the restaurants or? Uh yeah, the restaurants are Some pretty are much. I mean, controlled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. We were in an Indian restaurant last night and it had full air conditioning so oh that's sweet i was reading uh i i know you must be familiar with kubar in london oh yeah kubar yeah 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 kubar. so um i was reading a post from, from gary henshaw who runs it and uh it said you know join us summer's here join us blah 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 blah. pizza's on the terrace this and that air conditioning and my eyes went boom Whoa. <laughs> what <laughs> what yeah. Yeah. most uh, most places don't like pubs I worked in a pub um, like three years ago when we had the one of the hottest summers on record, and I could not believe. I felt so bad for the people in the kitchen that I just wanted to cry every night for them. Like it was so bad. We were fortunate enough that, you know, the sun went went over our building. Uh, you know, kind of two o'clock in the afternoon. So we would open these big bifold doors at about three and, and these cool breezes would come in um, and it, it, it helped. And then me with my own money, I was buying fans for everybody. Had two fans on the bar, had a fan for the guys in the kitchen because I felt so bad, had a fan in the dining room. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, the, and I'm like, How, why, why don't you have that? <laughs> you know, and they were like, oh, our corporation won't pay. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but they won't pay for two weeks of the year. I yeah. mean, that's basically our summer. So. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I was so stunned. I'm like, fuck. They're like, do you want your money back for these? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, not even 20 bucks a piece. I can't believe you've been sweating your ass off for years. And nobody thought, well, I'll just bring in a fan. Like, oh my God. So yeah, that got us through summer. But um, I can't, I just, yeah, it's crazy. And I get that these are old houses and they're traditional. And, but this is a fucking new build. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but there's, there's, there's no see, there's no justification for the expense of of air conditioning when this happens so infrequently. I mean, yeah, most British does, man. You, you know, like, yeah, but that's the know. thing. So we bought two. We bought two air conditioners. Yeah, one for downstairs, one for upstairs. They're coming out on Sunday because uh, Monday and Tuesday are looking like thirty-seven, yeah. and uh, which J ninety-five, by the way. In, in wow yeah, yeah so, it's crazy it's crazy yeah. heat i mean yeah. even with the fans though you, it's hot like it's, it's, hot, it's hot, hot air yeah it's hot yeah, air. Mobile, man i got these japanese wuzu fans and i swear by them i feel like they cool the air like <laughs> when i'm sitting there and i have one pointed right on me i put a blanket on my lap <laughs> like, i'm not even joking <laughs> like, the other extreme good really? we have a we have a an upright dyson fan yeah those are right. very powerful yeah in the bedroom yeah, yeah. Uh, the cats don't like it when it's on full blast, but they do like it if you turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> so to please the cats, we have to turn it down, and then the cats leave the bedroom. 
Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a no, it's a lose lose situation. But yeah. gotta keep the cats happy, right? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, man, my cat lays right where I'm sitting because it's a glass table and there's a fan right there and there's a That's fan cool. right there and you put them <laughs> both on him and he plays, but he's a big, big hairy mancoon, you know, so he's a big furry big guy and i think he's he's just like you know he does not wear the heat well the uh, like earlier it was like yesterday i couldn't find him and i was freaking out because you know he got the windows open a little bit and i'm like yeah yeah they're not outdoor cats at all i'm like he didn't he didn't get out or anything and i'm looking around in all his spots and i can't find him and um i open up the bathroom door to go and to go to the bathroom and he's laying in the bathroom on the mat Uh it's the it's like no windows pitch black and it's the coolest room in the house. <laughs> That's where he was, man. I was like, okay, all right. The air two are rescues from Abu Dhabi, so they should be used to the heat. Yeah, but right. they're 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 uh, the two and a half. Well, they're yeah, just under two and a half now, um, and they've been here since they were twenty weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're they're acclimatized to our climate now. Yeah. So yeah. they don't really like the heat that much, but right. they're tiny little things. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. they do manage to keep themselves cool. But one of them, Basil, he's not coping very well with the heat. It's making him a bit sick. So, yeah, you yeah. Know. I've, I've cleaned up a little bit of puke the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, they're not eating that much. They're drinking yeah. like crazy. They're not eating that much. But my my little one. So you got pandemic cats. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, well, just as, yeah, uh, yeah, actually, we got them in December 20. So, yeah, pandemic cats. Yeah. yeah. Some lady uh, took them in London and then uh, couldn't keep them, didn't, couldn't cope. They're a bit naughty. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it is. And uh, and then uh, somebody on the Diva community site put up that there was uh, cats uh, needed a home with their and little There's pictures. a site to put, put it. Yeah, I know, right? And, and then she yeah. got, you know, bless her. <laughs> you got criticised for doing it, but I thought it was a really good thing because we were able to speak to the woman in question, the, the, yeah. her friend who yeah. had the cat. I mean, probably don't put this on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we, I'll edit. We'll I'll edit. edit. Yeah. yeah, edit that out. I thought you would. Uh, but basically, what happened was this woman didn't want the cats anymore. I think I think she took on too much with them, and because they were t- twenty weeks and a bit, and they you know they tore out carpets and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, but they're gorgeous. But um, we couldn't give them up. But um, but basically, yeah. Um, and she said you need to take them before Christmas. Um, but when it was so I messaged the woman on the diva site she put me in touch with the owner the owner or the you know the person who was looking after them and then she said can I zoom around your house and all that and I'm like yeah that's fine said do you want I said do you want references from our vet because we had animals before you know and um, and she was like no no no, it's fine she'll answer a load of questions and then she said you can have them but then she's like you have to take them now (laughs) because I want them gone before Christmas and this was like the 17th or something and i'm oh like we've got a christmas tree and we've got this uh, yes. anyway we took them we uh, boris announced that lockdown on the 19th at four o'clock in the afternoon and she was like you have to come and get them now so we were going to go the day, the next day or the day after and and we had to five and five hour round trip uh into central london i'm in north london we're um tunbridge wells now moved out of okay yeah yep. and uh, paddockwood and um and yeah and it was five hours round trip because everybody was escaping everybody was going so everybody was getting out i remember yeah. that yeah and, and, we, and we got the little things and that was it you know they settled in straight away but they are outdoor cats so, yeah. yeah 
I have to say, like, I'm getting the kick out. My neighbor has an outdoor cat that kind of adopted us now. You know, like yeah. he just he sleeps on our back brick wall. You know, he's always on my shed. <laughs> I, I have the patio doors open. He, he like I have a screen on him, you know, but he'll yeah. push his nose right up against the screen, see what's going on in the house and everything. And, you know, he's always out. I'm out there smoking. He's always out there hanging out with me. And he uh, my cats just they don't they don't get it. You know, they're just like, why is he out there? It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Idiot. Yeah. 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 But um. My little one is a pandemic cat too. I got her in 2019 in November. And then come December, you know, that was when everything blew up. So she doesn't know what it's like to be in a house with no one in it. And that scares me. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, like I've always been home. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, even now I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything. Like I know there's sub variants out there. <laughs> so you know, I do everything from home. Dependent cat. She became She's so a codependent. codependent. Oh my god, that's yeah. the perfect word for her. She's so codependent. When I went to Florida, I uh, was in for the whole month of of February into March. My wife worked from home. Thank God, you know, because I was like, you can't leave her alone. You can't. We don't even know what's going to. I mean, there's been times when we've been out for four or five hours, or you know, Christmas day, you know, we were gone at my friend's house for the whole day and, and she's fine and everything. But, you know, I, we, we've not both been away for a period of, of time where she's been alone and just the sit, you know, cat sitters coming in a couple of times a day. Whereas my big boy, he's kind of, he's all right with it. He doesn't care. He wants the solitude. He can't even stand the little one. So he's happy with it. But her, I'm, I'm really, really worried about, you know, when we both head to Florida in uh, in November because she's she is codependent. <laughs> and who's, where's she going though? Into a cattery or? You, no, no, they're home. I just have a, we have a pet sitter come in twice a day. Oh, all right. But we're going to see about maybe, maybe my friend Katie will stay here. <laughs> yeah, probably better to have someone stay there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we we immediately home. got ours used to the cattery because I hadn't done that. I had my last two cats for 20 years and we hadn't done that. Yeah, and it was I'm a real, them really different, you know, at a cat. Yeah, that, we got a beautiful cattery near here, just by owned by a husband and wife team. They don't have any staff; they run it themselves. Beautifully clean place, oh, just nice. really nice place for the cats to be. And they have like a uh, we pay for a double pen for oh, them, so they've yeah. got plenty of room and stuff. They're not going to appreciate it when we go to Australia for seven weeks next year, but you know, hey oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, they'll not... be fed, safe. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we that's figure. Better than having someone in the house because we'll know that they're safe. Do you yeah, know what right. I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll know that they're not going to get run over because they are outdoor cats. And right. Like, that's the other thing, so, too. And they, they did fine. We were three and a half weeks in the Caribbean and Florida and they were fine. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. I used to have a codependent pit bull and she was <laughs> hard to find somebody to take care of her because oh, <laughs> she had a codependent pit bull. But yeah. I used to feel bad. I used to have to board her. I boarded her at the vet because they had a boarding, you know, facility there. But um, I just wanted to know she was safe, and I didn't yeah. want to leave her in a place where they would be putting her with other dogs and walking her and whatever with other people. Because I just never knew when she would just. She wasn't mean, but she just got too happy and would be jumping on people and people don't usually like that with an 80 pound pit bull so <laughs> as much as i hated to leave I mean, her there I knew she was fed and she was safe and she was getting her meds right yeah, yeah 
that's the other thing. Like, yeah, my my big boy's uh, he he as if he isn't big enough. Like he's got to be on steroids twice a day for ah. um, for anxiety. <laughs> my wife yeah, thinks had, we, from me. We, we had that with our dog Chris. He was a uh, uh, we had him for thirteen and a half years, but he was uh, we got him when he was two and a half, and he was very abused as a little one, and um, he, we couldn't put him in kennels or anything like that. You know, people. But then uh, towards the end of his life, I mean, when he was nine, his spine collapsed, and we paid to have his spine rebuilt, and oh, we got yeah. another six years with him, which is great. But he had oh. like lung disease, heart disease. He had um, a disease of the nail bed called onychodystrophy. He had he had lots of things wrong, and he was on a lot of medication. So it was a big ask whenever we went away to have oh, people God, stay, yeah. living here. You yeah. know, we used to pay people to come live here. But yeah. you know, well, I said not again. Not going to do that again. Having people in it's hard. You know, yeah, it's hard. Like, my my wife's not here, and I have to give you know my 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 big guy Bruce a pill like I go through the whole thing with the pill pockets and tucking it away and all that stuff. She just like shoves it in his mouth and off she goes. So when it's up to me, it's like, it's like, that's her thing. You know, like she gets up in the morning, makes her tea, gives him a pill, you know, and then before she, you know, goes up to get ready, you know, take her shower and get ready to go to bed, she gives him the pill. So her, her she does the AM PM. And when she's away, like she has to go to Australia. And when she, when you go to Australia, you got to go for more than a month. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's that you lose forty eight hours on each on each end of the the journey and all that. So you really got to make your, you know, stay extended. So I'm on my own with him, and I'm like, you know, following him around with this little pill pocket and trying to get him to take it. It's a disaster. I feel your pain. What you've had to transfer our boys, they're allergic to flea treatment, and so they had to have a special tablet. But then after three months, they got wise to the taking the tablet, and it was costing me literally hundreds of pounds keep trying to replace these tablets they would keep spitting them out and so now they have a thing in the back of their neck a special one that they're not allergic to and then tonight I went to pick up the wormer this afternoon went to give them the wormer got, got fresh prawns and everything from because they love prawns yeah yeah no nah, spat it out both wasted it another 20 quid down the toilet so uh... my wife tried I tried no good no we were chasing them around the kitchen in the end screaming at each other because no. like, you know, we're not get you know, we're trying to get these bloody pills down these cats. No, nothing. So I'm going to have to phone the vets tomorrow and say we need an injection or something for the wormer because they just won't take the tablets. Oh, man. My and friend, you try and get them in their mouth. And like, oh. Yeah, like my wife balances it on her finger and then she just like pulls down his lip with one thing and throws it in the back of him. And it happens so fast he doesn't even know, you know, and then just... just oh, she's so clever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't even get it, but... You know, my friend told me that the the magic trick with the, with the pocket, the chewy things, is greenies salmon flavored, and I can't find it. So what I mean, what, what are they called? Greenies, that's the brand. Greenie, Greenie? yeah, Greenie, yeah. and um, it's it's the salmon flavored pocket because they make them in chicken and beef, but you got to get the ones for cats and you got to get salmon flavored. And she said that she has not had a problem in years since she discovered these and. I'm like looking at, you know, looking on Amazon and all that. They have chicken and my cat, he, he will do the chicken one. Um, and it it took something like, I don't even know, it was like three weeks or something like to get them sent here. I don't know where I bought them from because I bought them from Amazon, you know, mm -hmm. but it took three weeks, but I ordered like seven bags. So I'm ready for her next trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. Well, unfortunately, our two have decided that the only, they used to like the um, chew stick things. 
And yeah. now I stupidly bought these dried treats from Waitrose uh -huh. from yeah. a company called High Life. And um, I bought these treats and, um, and now they're dried, but you can't get a tablet in them. No. So they go mad for these treats, but they're hot. Can you they're, wet them? Can you wet it? They wouldn't eat them if they were wet. They like them no, dry yeah, and crunchy. You know, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it. They're they they do they run our lives. Like really? I, I've I've gotten to the point now where I get it. They they we're worried more worried about them in the heat than we are ourselves. Yeah. You know, I'm I've missed my own medication because I've been so freaked out about having to give him his that I've completely forgot about mine. They just they run our lives. It's it's ridiculous. All right, so much for cats because I know JD, you got to go. You got to go in a half an hour. So I just want to um, first of all thank you. I know this is late and I know that it's hot and you're all dressed up and that's so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited to meet you and hear about. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, yeah. you. Hear about I mean, what you do. Thank at, you. Yeah, nice to meet you both as well. Really, really cool to meet you. It's, Thank you for inviting me to do this. I saw the tweet and I saw that you were launching in the U.S. So it's the Butch Clothing Company. Like, and I was just going over this with with Shez early. I met. I think I'm pretty sure that I met Shez in 2012 at the Connet Hotel at an LGBT fair or something. And um, and I remember the name Butch Clothing. So when I saw the tweet about it, because that was a retweet from someone. Um, you know, saying congratulations that you're going to be launching in the U.S. And I'm like, I know that name. I know that name. And I was cracking my brain and that's it. I think that was it. And I thought, wow, that was like 2012. You're plugging along. It's 10 years later. How did you decide that? First of all, do I, I, I do. That was a cat. Okay. Um, how did you keep the company going for 10 years and now decide to launch in the US. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a bit of a, a fallacy, actually, that we're only just launching now. We've been in the States and in Canada and globally for the since 2010, because I came up with the idea of Skype consultations way back when, because I was getting so many. They, there was a big launch when we launched in the UK. The Guardian did a big feature on us. Diva magazine did a big feature on us, as did Curve. Um, the editor Marin Johns nice. put that together and oh, yeah, 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 put that together for me in the states. So that was great. Um, and uh, because I was, and because of that, I was getting so much interest um, that there were so many US and Canadian Australian clients that wanted to work with us that I had to very quickly come up with a concept of these Skype consultations. Nice. Basically, what's happened is Marin now runs Queer Forty. Yeah. And said, Shaz, let's do a piece and let's 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 tell them you're still out there. Let's tell them that, you know, that it's available. So that's what ba that's basically what that Queer 40 piece is. Okay. It's kind awesome, of just reminding though. people that we're still here because pa the pandemic's hit hit us very hard. Um, very hard. You no know, and people going out. Are, no one needed to be, you know. Yeah. No yeah. one needed to be dressed up. No weddings, no weddings were happened. Yes. Yeah. People were yeah. going much more casual into work now um and 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 it's with all the inflation and you know the cost of living rises people don't have the money for luxuries and the butch clothing company make high-end bespoke suits we i never yeah. wanted to sell cheap suits it sure. was always about making a quality product because i wanted it to be um that as women we got the same opportunities as men got when they could go somewhere like to savile row tailors 
and to, to buy, you know, expensive, nice quality suits that weren't going to fall apart in five years. Right. You know, I wanted to create something. And I have always realized that it's not for everyone's pocket. I do realize oh, that sure. there are, you know, there's a large proportion of people that can't afford what we do. And, and uh, you know, I've been criticized for that. But, but, you know, you don't criticize Mercedes for making high-end cars. Uh, right, when right, make cars right. that are much more yeah. affordable so why would you criticize a bespoke tailors for, exactly. for doing the same and i use the finest yorkshire mills in you know in in the in the uk uh, to create to to create our suits from the you know the most perfect fabrics and wow. uh, and, they, and they'll last for years and years and years and you know i would expect them to live as long as the person that buys them um, I mean, I'm that confident with what we do. And I mean, we're, we're, you know, 2009, it's 2022 now, you know, I'm still wearing the suits that were made back then. And I know a heck of a lot of my clients are. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the proof is in the pudding, but, yeah. um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's a, it was an interesting concept right from the start. Um, you asked me about the, uh, the, you know, the name of the company and how that's been perceived yeah. and received. received. Yeah. It, it, it's an interest that that's interesting in itself in the fact that I did not know what to call the company when I started it. I was working, uh, I started work at 17 in the West End theatres. I was very fortunate to be working with people like Danny Boyle and Gary yeah, Oldman, wow. all those kind of people. I had a fantastic career for 15 years in West End theatres and then went into very high end live events, um, was one of the senior project managers um, just before the, uh, the Millennium Dome opened. When they needed people to come in and sort out the finishing off of all the zones in the in the in the dome, and um, you know I worked in in very high end uh, events with uh, celebrities, pharmaceutical companies, banking companies, and I'd got to sort of travel the world. And by the time I then met my wife uh, in two thousand and eight, and then um, by two thousand and nine, I kind of said enough, enough traveling, enough live events and I'm exhausted I was in my early early 40s 43 I think at the time and I look so much younger than I actually am um, <laughs> yeah really that's what I tell people um, no and um and I just said I want to do something different and she was like Sue was like what are you going to do and I'm, I said I, I don't know and she said well you've been moaning about having to wear men's suits and how badly they fit you and how you hate it why don't you think about something along those lines? So basically the, the company was born out of my own need to have suits that fitted me properly and to feel as good as I knew that my male colleagues did in theirs. Right. I wanted to look as good as they did in their suits, but I wanted something that was going to fit my form. So I wanted a masculine style suit as yeah. opposed to a male suit or a man suit. I so, love so much about everything about your story. I'm sorry continue I go I, I love I love the fact that you're unapologetic about your suits being more expensive because they're better quality because I always believe you get what you pay for in life in general Thank and you. and I love I love that you reinvented and you started something new and and you know a whole different type of career and and you're an entrepreneur for something that you had a need for like everything about your story is so inspiring and thank you so much it really is hearing this yeah you know, my wife was got asked to be uh a best man <laughs> at a wedding <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah. right? And um, yeah, I've done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And she was really uh, flustered about what to wear, you know, like she didn't just want to wear, you know, her own trousers that fit really well with a nice shirt and a blazer. Like she wanted it to be smart, you know, and mm -hmm. she wanted the vest underneath. And, you know, it was, it, it wasn't that it was an upscale wedding because it was, you know, it was just in Farnham, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a, at a, a beautiful cottage and yeah. it was a, an amazing ceremony and everything. And she ended up having to do the Savile Row thing, you know, to get the suit made and didn't, you know, like, again, because we weren't really thinking, you know, uh, on the lines of like, of a, of a butch clothing company, you know, yeah. but that was a need like that right there. And we should have, you know, now looking back, um, but uh the thing is, is that there are occasions and and events and things that you you do want to look your best. You know, like I can't think of one right now because in the, I haven't done shit in the last. I four think years. there's <laughs> I think there's lots of things in life that that need uh, smart clothing. I think I think I would like everybody to realize that one um, th bespoke three piece can carry you through life and make you feel amazing because you only you know we, as as gay women, we often don't feel confident in our clothing. We often have to go into the men's department. We're often treated it badly. Never fits right. we often, it, it never, never fits, fits right. right. There's a lot of other tailoring companies out there that are offering clothing to gay women, but they don't get it because they don't live it, right. as right. far as I'm concerned. Right. So they, they never get, you know, I think some people get lucky, get a great fit. But, um, but, you know, mostly it's about understanding the person as much as it is creating the garments because you create the I create the garments based on the profile of the person that I'm speaking to, that I've got to know, that I've measured, that I understand right. uh, whose life is, is body is different. Like our exactly. sizes are so different that and, and their life is, you know, it's, it's the same, it's same, but different to mine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. Um, th there's a commonality there. But I think um if, if everybody bought one three-piece suit and they had uh, a waistcoat, a vest, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, to wear with t-shirts and to wear with shirts and to wear, you know, yes. with shorts as well as wearing with trousers. If you had a pair of trousers, pants yes. uh, that you could wear with t-shirts, that you could wear with sweaters, jumpers, you, that you could wear with other shirts. Yeah. If you had a, um, you know, a couple of really good quality bespoke shirts that you could mix and match in, a jacket that you can wear with jeans when you go out for Sunday mm -hmm. brunch or you can yeah. wear it to the theatre. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I say to all of my clients, don't just buy a three-piece suit for your wedding or for your office or whatever it may be. Right. Um, buy it to wear it in all its many parts with everything in your wardrobe because one you're always going to feel fantastic because you've got this bespoke item on it's right. the one piece in your wardrobe or the three pieces in your wardrobe that fit you mm -hmm. to perfection right yeah. so consequently yeah. everything you match with that body. is going to yeah. feel brilliant yeah you know you put on your your, your your jeans that maybe you're not that confident with normally mm -hmm. but you slip your jacket on and you, or yeah. you slip your waistcoat on or your vest. And uh, I'm trying to do the transatlantic thing here, you know, with <laughs> yeah. the pants and the vest. And, the best, Jay. Yeah, the waistcoat and the vest, yeah. you know. Yes. I'm sweltering <laughs> in this heat tonight, dressed like this. But I know. I have I'm say, I have got to unbutton on. and roll up. We got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I've got, I've got combat shorts on. <laughs> okay, beautiful. I like that. <laughs> My wife was like, yeah, actually looks really good, Shaz. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, um, <laughs> Shaz email, emails me and goes, I'll be dressed and ready. And I said, and we will not. <laughs> and we will not. I know, and that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to ask you, how did you go from like, so you had the idea that you wanted to do this and that was not what you were, the career you were doing before. So how did you figure out how to get this done? Like get the suits made and where to go and how, how yeah, did that, that fabric choices you just said they were yeah. lo local you... uh, that's a that's another um uh great question um well actually it was uh about a year in research and development i was trying to make this happen um well i suppose a lot of the research and development happened after i decided to make it happen so um and i must tell you how i got the name for the company as well, we'll get back to oh, that yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 we kind of yeah, get around. back to but, that Forget yeah, that. but um, but basically, <laughs> um, I just I knew a lot of film, TV, and theatre costume makers, and I went to them, and they were all really excited about the concept, but nobody could really get the idea of how to make these suits, how to tailor it, because it's not as easy as making a mouse style suit and then just altering it. Although some tailors would have you believe that, but I think that's where I kind of feel that we're ahead of the game because it there's a lot of tricks that we've learned over the years to make it actually work and to make the fit work where I think maybe other people fall down so that's a great thing for me to have learned how to do it and I think being a gay woman and being the person that wanted the suits myself really helped right, um, right. but then I tried um, Savile Row tailors again brilliant people excellent loved the concept didn't get it started to put lady starts into everything you know to make yeah. it much more of a ladies suit which is yeah, not what yeah. I wanted you know, um, I've never made a suit for my wife because my wife is, is uh, you know, quite feminine and wouldn't want to wear one of my suits. So right, it's right. kind of like, you know, although I have had a lot of feminine clients, which is kind of like, you know, because they want that look. But, you know, yeah. but basically it was for more, it was for, it was uh, for butch women or for more women that identify as a more masculine style fit androgynous women you know trans uh men if they wanted to come it was much more we were geared for that you know um so basically um and i tried local tailors and i tried lots of different companies who i thought i might be able to work with and then i found a team um based in london and and what one of the one of that team is still my design and de development management manager today oh, um, and basically yeah um basically um i found this team and they said shows you've got a great story we've got a team of makers you can set up a studio with us we'll make it happen and that's basically what's wow. happened and we've moved production various times over the years because people have moved on and we've started here and we've changed location and we've done lots of different things and we've supported lots of different initiatives globally um but um which which is too, too long a story to go into in, in, in now because there's too much other stuff to tell you about the company but <laughs> but yeah it's been a great journey it's been a great experience and um and that's basically how it got started and then I said train me not to be a maker but train me to do the measurement profile and as I was a um a high-end uh pr uh production manager I was a I used to go into rooms and measure rooms and measure theatres and measure everything and basically if you can measure a room you can measure a person you know right. if you, you know uh, and and as I say we learned a lot of tricks about what what measurements to take and how they should be taken and and everything else and and it's and I did it in a way that I could um tra translate how I do it over Skype 
to uh, any clients, um, wives or partners or mothers or aunties. I've done grandmothers. I've had everybody measure the clients, um. but I show them under my watchful eye how to do it on Skype, basically. Um, and, it, and, it, and it becomes a very simple process and a very enjoyable process. And you're able to show the fabrics and as if someone's in the consultation space here, they right. can do exactly the same thing on Skype. So I've kind of tied the whole thing together in that way. Um, they trained me. I then now tell everybody, show everybody else how to do it. And it's, I mean, the results are amazing because, I mean, I took a lot longer to learn than a lot of my clients take to learn. They do it in the morning. Um, that's funny. But then but obviously we have to the company. Like that's one of the things that probably, you know, makes you unique is that it's not just your company and you're walking around snapping your fingers that people, you know, right. you're in it, you're in the trenches, you're doing the work, you've learned how to do the work. You're the face of the company. You've got to know every aspect of it. And people are seeing that when they're doing these Skype sessions with you. I mean, I, I, I've delivered, I turned down a lot of investment over the years for the company, which really? I, I felt like I was, I felt in my mid forties, I was too old to be bothered to become a millionaire. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense, because to, because to become a millionaire, you've got to be hard assed. You've yeah. got to be prepared to travel. You've got to give up the life that, you know, I wanted to have a living wage basically that would keep me going. Uh, you know, my wife has a good job. I have a good job and, and we can have a nice lifestyle. And that's what I wanted because um, and and because I didn't want anybody else, I wanted me to be final to say, company, yes, final say. Um, because I want everybody to be able to have the experience of working with me um, because I understand who they are and I know their story because, as I said before, their story is my story. And it's kind of like it's it, it's the way that I is it, the other thing that I would say to people about the suits is, you know, um, when. When you want to get a suit, you want any, you want to buy a male style suit. It, you kind of go, look, I loved my dad, most people, some people, but I did. Um, but I don't want to look like him in a suit. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to look. I know, and most people, and and you know, there's a commonality there that instantly people get it. Uh, they go, yes, that's yeah. it. I love my dad, but I don't want to look like my dad does in a suit. You know, I want to yeah, look like me. Is like, I don't want to look yeah. like a used, used car salesman. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. or, I don't want to look like Harvey Lacey, you know, from, yeah. Kate, from Kate, yeah, yeah. Lacey. I love <laughs> Harvey Lacey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love him, but I don't want to yeah. look like I'm in a suit. Right, right. That's why I think, you know, like when my I was, you know, my wife has slowly transitioned from from someone, you know, because she's she's got a great little figure, but um, she's transitioned from like a, a, a skirt wearing, you know, or, you know, uh, you know, pencils, businesswoman, pencil skirts and blazer, you know, that kind of transitioned into a more tailored, refined look for work, you know, like she works in a, you know, professional setting and, you know, although it's casual now, <laughs> but, you know, on her way up, you know, I think it, you know, it was um, interesting to see that transition of wearing more tailored trousers and button down shirts and blazers and stuff like that. But then, like, like I said, for this wedding, when she had the whole suit like made, it looked so nice and so smart. And it was, I want to say just a little bit left of masculine because it was, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? When you, it's That's the secret. Like, 
Yeah, and when like when you see like a celebrity wearing like a tuxedo jacket or something at the Oscars or whatever, it's still a really nice suit. You mm-hmm. know, see Kate Blanchett wearing, you know, a really right. nice suit. Like right. you go, oh man, I wish I looked like that in a suit. <laughs> you know right. I mean? and, and that's the secret. It's about taking each client because you know, the the Butch Clothing Company came about the name. We'll get back to that, and I can explain how this links. Yeah, into that. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, there's always a link. Um, the Butch Clothing Company came about because I didn't know what to call the company, and we were around some friends for dinner, and these friends are, are political, well-known political feminists, and they were like, "Well, what are you going to call this company then?" And I went, "I don't know what I'm going to call it." And they were like, um, "Well, what's it do then?" I said, "Well, I'm going to make clothes for butch women, basically." And they went, "Well, there you go then." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah." the butch clothing company and I was like yeah because that would really create a positive to the word butch again so that would make you know and it would mean it would mean that every gay woman in the world would know that it was a company for them because they may not identify as butch and you know probably 70% of my clients wouldn't actually identify as butch they might say they're you know they want a more masculine style suit or they might you know they might you know some of them do look like Kate Blanchett do you know what I mean that's the truth of it as well you know um and uh I, but but they would know that it was a company for them and, and that has worked brilliantly uh, uh yeah. you know over the years it's the inclusion it's the it's the in, inclusion exactly. in it you know yeah, like, i mean it, it may have put some people off i don't know possibly but who knows i mean the point is it's a gay company it's a gay owned business uh founded by a gay woman who's lived the experience and you know people love it i mean the reviews that we get are phenomenal um in fact i've started blogging on the website um every month now and um and one of the blogs coming up is is containing a lot of reviews because i think there's not enough reviews that i don't put enough reviews out there and i should put more out because oh for sure that's like my clients are always willing to speak to other people they're always willing to speak to potential clients because they love we get invited to weddings which is fantastic i mean my wife and i you know because people you know we we form i form such bonds with their clients if they want to you know it's just that you know it's just it's it's common ground isn't it it's yeah um, and it makes it goes beyond yeah i mean mate you must realize that a lot of my clients come to me and they've they've had such negative purchasing experiences yeah, so they yeah. spent half their life in tears over the, literally they will say the last client I had um last weekend was like I literally I literally um um you know I I literally cry when I go out shopping yes and and that's you know that's horrible. Are, like if you think about it I don't know about you Jay but I remember for for my wedding wedding I was um, first of all I was married to a man oh. <laughs> back in the 90s um that whole experience of a, of a wedding dress was hideous like people are feeling you yeah. up squeezing you in places you don't want to be touched and <laughs> pinning, you, pinning things and you know back for fittings and fittings and fittings and all that that was hideous but going back even further like i re- never forget the first time my friend one of my friends told me i i said i always said oh, i hate i'm so uncomfortable you know, my bras are so uncomfortable. I can't stand them. And they, and they said to me, it's because you haven't had the right bra. Yeah. And the right fit. All right. right. So we went to this place. I'll never forget it in Florida, in South Florida, owned by old Jew, owned by old Jewish lady. It was, I think it was Don, one of my friend Donna. 
it was, it was maybe her or her mom said you got to go to bras plus so i i went to this place called bras plus and these four jewish women ascended on me <laughs> and like no shame in their game they were just flinging the dressing room door open. they were like squeezing tucking lifting putting and and you know i came out and i had a very comfortable bra but the experience was hell <laughs> like it was just it was pure hell and i'm like and I started thinking to myself, I can't remember a positive shopping experience for any type of clothing <laughs> ever, yeah. Yeah. ever. Like it's always a nightmare, whether you're, you know, having a fat day or you're, you know, <laughs> or you're, whatever the thing is, I've just never had a really great shopping experience. I have one place now that I will only shop at and that's Torrid in the Coral Square Mall, Jay, <laughs> Coral Square Mall. It's Torrid. I know it's it. If they ever go out of business, I am so effed. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> but it, and I'm 53 and I just found this place like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And it's the only place I will buy my jeans. It's the only place tops I can get away with like screwing off whether they are comfortable or not I don't even buy them in stores anymore I could just order t-shirts from Amazon but the thing of it is is that it's never been a pleasant experience and you're because of the relatability you know you've had this experience and you know you probably hear it from every client yeah. every time you know like oh you know I, I paid this much and I'm not happy with what I look like in it or what it you know it, right right whether it fell apart or not or yep. you know all the complaints you know and and you've been like through it all so when somebody comes to you you know you you literally know all the scenarios you know yep. it's it's just I think that's amazing because I can't remember a salesperson or a tailor ever agreeing with me when I say uh, my arms are big up here so I want some room I don't want this to be tight I need you know right, right. they're yeah. not listening they don't care no. it's interesting and I, I throw that into my measurement profiles as well because I I really talk to the clients I really really get to know them and 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 I really want to know, I always do a, a, a phone call before we have the Skype, the Skype consultation or before they turn up here um, so that we've, we they know a lot about me and I know a lot about them. And that, But then when we're doing the measurement profile, it's the same thing. I say, tell me how you want this to fit. And then, you know, we add our tolerances and do various other things to it that I'm not going to, you know, trade secrets and all that. Because otherwise everybody will be doing it. No, I mean, you know, when they want that, you know, when they want when they want to have more room in there. Like some places want jackets or their people like everybody's different. Like some want a tighter. Some people want it tight fitting. Absolutely. And they want, you know, the skinny, you know, I mean, funny enough, that's not what's in this season. What's in this season um, is is going for the much more 80s, looser, more casual look with the colours or the brightness. You know, but, yeah, I know. Really, it's going back to that. But um, but but up until this point, it was, uh, or up until COVID at least, it was really the more slim fitting, yeah. tighter fitting suits with they the never look comfortable. Angles. But I mean, that's you know, I mean, it's yeah, oh, people love them, you know. Yeah, to each why, their own. That's why the, the narrow ankle thing? I'm not, I was not. A I love that. See, I love that. I'm, so, okay. I'm, totally I'm like okay dreading flares. Yeah. I'm like dreading okay the flares now. Back tailored, tapered. 
it's yeah, Jay, you've always been like a flare bottom. I like a flare. I do. Very hard to find, but I've never looked at, I've never looked good in them. See, like, that's what I mean. Everybody's different. And rather than a flare, people just go for a wider leg now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like a standard right. now is 17 inches mm-hmm. and most of my clients will go for 15, but now people are getting wider, you know, yeah. they want to go, wide, yes. you know, so it's yeah. just, it's, it is nuts. Like that's when, another thing too, is you do have to stay on top of the trends because, yeah. you know, they're ever changing. Do you ever um, look at a trend and just go, Ugh, nope. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I quite like that. You know, I did. I'm 56, and I, I did the whole kind of Don Johnson jacket, t-shirt, rolled up sleeves. And I've ordered, you know, for myself, I order my own suits as well. And you know, I've had roll up sleeve ones and that kind of thing. You know, and other people have gone, oh no, when I offer that to clients, I go, oh no, and I go, oh, I really liked mine, but you know, um, <laughs> the, you know, I think the thing is, uh, all the pastel colours and stuff are coming back and all that, and I yeah. kind of go, yeah, great. And like linens are really in this whole, and I've just had a new linen suit and um, uh, and that's great. But then they start going on about the fact that, you know, the, the wide leg trousers are coming back in, yeah. that it's coming a lot more baggy, that the shoulder pads are coming back and I've gone, oh no, let's not. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's what's back. So, um, yeah. and I, I follow the male fashion trends and uh, to see where they're going to see what's because I know that's going to be reflected in what my clients are asking for. Right, right. So right. I need to stay on top of it. Um, yeah. And 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 Meryn Johns from, uh, you know, formerly of Curve and now of Queer Forty, she said to me, she says, write me a piece on what the latest, you know, let me know what the latest trends are. So, you know, people do ask me um, to, to comment. And uh, yeah, I'm always happy to. I like to stay on top of it. But yeah, a lot of it I don't like. <laughs> but then I, I, but you, I always say to people, you know what? You don't want to look like me. And I don't want to look like the next person. And they don't want to look like that person. Everybody wants to look like themselves in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's exactly. the most important thing. Yeah. Where, really where, are you, where can people buy your suits? Are you, have, do you have shops or? or you, no, 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 it's all, it's all uh, one-on-one bespoke uh, tailoring. Um, so basically people contact me for a consultation and they can come here and have a consultation at, at, in our consultation space in Paddock Wood where I have a, a space and fitting rooms um, and, and you were talking about lots and lots of fittings we only ever do we do what the first fitting and then if there's anything required any alterations any remakes or anything they come back for a second fitting nobody's ever been back for more than one fitting so uh, oh wow yeah. that's fantastic. so that's great um, yeah and um and basically, you can uh, find us at, at um, our website, www.thebutchclothingcompany.co. No, it's not .co. It's now .com. Uh, or you, they can reach me, shaz at thebutchclothingcompany.co.uk. Um, and, and that's how you do it, basically. And, it, and it's I've deliberately kept it so it's all about me, basically. <laughs> so they can't, they can't it's all about me, you know. So me, um, <clears throat> where are you in the U.S.? I'm sorry, Denise, I need to interrupt you. It's all uh, done online now, like for your, so, for your global for your global base, you know, like your okay. Australians, your Canadians, your Americans, they can do the Skype consultations. And you yep, do I'm so, right, okay. here, right, and there, right there. Right okay. there. Okay. So, so like, I so we do it over online. So like you do, do it, it online. So if you had a tape measure and someone with you, we could do it right now. Ah, so that's how that's how easy it is if i had all my swatch books and basically i show you the fabrics the colors the lining 
Um, we talk about the detailing. I have a rail right here when it's Skype that shows all the lots of different suits on it with lots of different design elements. And, oh, okay. uh, and that's how we work together. And it's I very guess I simple. That in the beginning. And then you I'm just ship them out, right? So, and then you just ship them out? Yeah, basically. And, and some, some people fly here to get them if they want I to. I believe it. I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've oh. made great friends with people that have flown over to oh, get their suits. But that yes, it's fantastic. I'm asking for a reason because I have that show in October and I'd love to have, maybe I can have, how much time does it take to get a, a suit made? Yeah, I normally say uh, seven to nine weeks, but we're July now. So if we could easily do one for October, that that's not a problem at all. Yeah, totally. yeah you totally and get it shipped should. to you. So basically all you'd need to do is get a tape measure, yeah. get someone who was with you. I mean, we'd have a phone conversation so that I could find out exactly what you were looking for and stuff. Um, I'd, I'd give you a call um, and then you would uh, agree to have, you know, someone with you, partner, friend, whoever, to, that would measure you under my watchful eye. Um, and basically, as long as you had a tape measure that measured in inches um, and we agreed a Skype time, I would call you at that particular time and then we would sit there and we would do it. Normally takes, I mean, they're such good fun. It can take three to four hours sometimes but we can do it much quicker but normally right. the measurement process the measurement process itself takes about 45 minutes mm -hmm. but then it's kind of like you know the chat beforehand and they're looking at the fabrics and they're looking at the design elements and the, you know uh, to create the actual suit and um yeah and that basically that's it and then you pay on the day because i have to prepay for all the fabrics and right, you know, right. makers times and all the rest of it uh, and and then and then then your suit's made and then it's sent to you and then we do a fitting on Skype just to make sure. Um, mostly, what happen if there's any slight alterations, you know, like you say, oh the waistband's a bit looser or anything, you would then take that to what to a local alterations tailor close to you. But I would give you a sheet that tells them what needs to happen because it'd be very wow. simple. If it was a major alteration, which basically doesn't happen, but if it was, it would come back here. And then I would have it altered. I have an excellent alterations tailor that I work with locally to me. And uh, and she's brilliant and she really gets it. And um, and yeah, that's it, basically. It's really? very it's a very simple process. Uh, you should do it, Jay. You should get a nice fitted suit for this. I should, you know what happened? My, my niece got married um, a few years ago. <clears throat> I would say it's probably almost 10 years now. I didn't want, I had to wear the bridesmaid dress, right? But then the deal was after the salad was served <clears throat> for the dinner, I was allowed to change into my suit. That happened to me when I was 10. I had yeah. to wear a pink bridesmaid's dress and they yes. told me that I could put a trousers and t-shirt on when up for the evening meal. My yes. mum said I can wear trousers and t-shirt in the evening. So I feel yeah, your so pain. Good. So yeah. I did that, right? But I had, and I was lucky enough to find, um, like a women's tux, like Michael Kors um, made one that had like sequins on the lapel. But that was really a lucky find because you can't find anything like that. And so prior to me finding that, I went into a, a men's tuxedo store, but like you said, nothing fit right. Like the vest didn't even fit right. I had to clip it in the back because when I got it to fit up here, it was too big on the bottom. Like it's just a problem, always right. too big yeah. on the shoulder. If it fits you on the chest, doesn't fit you on the length. If it yeah, fits you yeah. on the shoulders, it won't fit you on the chest. The trousers always hang too low. The crotch hangs yeah. too low. 
to a shirt, to a waistcoat, to trousers, then it's all there. Their profile's ready and we can make anything from that profile. So it's clever stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll yeah. say. Well, listen, I want to congratulate you too on, on going this long. This is, like you said, 2009, 2010. Here we are, you know, 2022. You're still kicking, yeah. you're still rocking. You're getting orders from all over the globe. It's just, it's an incredible testament to your, yes. your business. Yeah, your business. some have come and go. I have to say that. Some companies have come and, and not made it. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's taken a lot of sweat and toil to make it okay. and a lot of self-investment and a lot of self-belief to kind of try and, you know, my wife has been so unbelievably supportive of this company because there's been times when it's been a really tough road. And, you yeah. know, the last couple of years are no exception. And it's right. only just starting to sort of pick up now, really, the last sort of six months. Yeah. Um, and, it's st- and it's still slow at, at the moment. But, you know, you keep going and you don't give up. And I think the message of the company is is important. I've been able to do a lot of charity work um, because of the company. And I've been able to start a a charity with Age UK in this country for lonely and isolated people. And I know that I only got an in for that because of what I've done with the company. Um, But and it's not a charity and obviously it's an expensive business. But I do like to think that actually in some small way, we are able to change people's lives. It's not brain surgery, but it is, you know, making a difference to people oh, that yeah. otherwise really sure. struggle, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm proud of what we do and I'm proud of my team and and everybody from, you know, my bookkeeper to my accountants, to my master tailor, to, you know, to my yeah. fabric suppliers, to everybody that works with me. <laughs> it takes a village, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, but what people see and what people get is me. And I think that that, I just maintain that to me, that's so important because right. I don't right. trust anybody else to get it as much as I get it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I suppose when I do retire, I won't if I ever retire I won't sell the company on because the company's me right and um, I want people to be able to know that they're working with someone that actually understands them and actually gets it yeah it's a rare 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 thing yeah yes the integrity is amazing you know for that the business sense thank you well done you appreciate it thank you (laughs) thank you that's nice i should go to bed on a high yeah (laughs) definitely i hope i hope we get to do like an event or something uh together it's been a blast yeah we should we should do lunch yeah at least i'm in uh, i'm in um in in uh wallington oh well do you know my nan and granddad lived in wallington shut up yeah they they lived in wallington yeah they they were in cheam um and uh and they were then uh, they had a prefab near St Helier's Hospital and then they moved into Wallington oh. and then they moved into Merstrom but yeah so uh oh good okay so you, know, so you know how to I get remember. here <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great yeah, Wallington's not a million miles we're Paddock Woods so it's only around the M25 yeah I, I do I've, I've seen the signs for it before that's awesome that's great all right, well, listen, have a- and JD's going to come visit. So, I mean- Yeah, we'll go to lunch when I pick up my suit. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> We're going to get J- JD here at some point, somehow. I am working on it, yes. Yeah, <laughs> All right, friends, have a good night. Thank you yep. so much for doing this. Uh, much Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Why do you always run back to 
like, never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> We drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you. Touch